coming up on Super Boothers. It's Halloween, and you know what that means. We're going through stories you submitted of your worst horror stories that you experienced. Stay tuned. This episode of Super Boothers is brought to you by Photo Booth Startup, giving you the ultimate photo booth at an affordable price. Specializing in ring light booths, whether you're just starting out or adding some to your fleet, Photo Booth Startup can help. Visit their website at photoboothstartup.com. Welcome to Super Boothers. I'm sorry, guys. I was gonna like try and like do this like really cool like I am your host, but it didn't quite work. Hello, and welcome to Super Withers. My name is Ryan, and I'm Ismail. Uh, Halloween is here. Yes. Except, are you a big Halloween fan, general? You know, so this is the reason why I'm not a big Halloween person is because whenever I was growing up, like in elementary school, I would always screw up right around Halloween. So I was always grounded and I could never go. So I never really like got into it. Like every time I did get into it, huh? Naughty, naughty. Yeah, for sure. Like I would get really excited. I'd have my costume. I would bring home my report card. It would have like an A minus. My mom would like beat me to a pulp, nail me to a wall and I wouldn't be able to go. I, I think I remember really liking Halloween as a kid. But as an adult, I don't know, somewhere along the lines, I just kind of – I'm not as big a fan See, I, personally. See, I think that um, – well, I was on the Vegas Strip during the shooting, so that was a little scary. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it takes a lot to really like I, – I, do, I don't do horror movies. I don't do any of that stuff. So I'm not really into Halloween. I'm really into New Year's. Like New Year's is my high holiday. Yeah, I would agree. In general, I'm not really into horror stuff either. Like I've been to all these horror – scary haunted places i've seen horror movies but i just don't really get scared and i kind of find it kind of silly i i i I get so scared over the littlest things like i'm not even kidding like i am that doesn't surprise me no i'm like (laughs) you want to see something scary look at my bank account no i'm kidding (laughs) um no i just was i never got into it but what we did was a couple weeks ago, we asked everyone to send us their photo booth horror stories. And we got some pretty funny ones. Uh, th- my favorite, which came from Brittany McClinton, unfortunately, we can't say it, <laughs> um, but no, it was a great no. story. <laughs> That's like the. Uh... X-rated Superboothers episode that you got that's, that's, That will be at the Vegas show. And, and if anyone wants to know, I guess you can message me and I'll send it to you. You don't, you don't want to know. No, trust me. Totally. You don't want to know. But what we do have is a couple of user-submitted stories. So what we're going to do today is we're going to read some photo booth horror stories. And our first story comes from Justin Jowett. Y'all, I'm like so into the music, I can't even tell you. Okay, so 
His story goes, in all my time photo boothing, I did hundreds of bookings. And whilst every one of them was memorable, there was one that stands out more than the rest. But then witnessing a death on the job will do that. So let me set the scene. It's August 2011, and at this point, I have been operating my photo booth hire business for a year. I have delivered and set up more than 50 photo booth hires, and I've got the whole process sorted and think I've seen all there is to see. The weekend is like most around this time. I have two photo booth hires, one on Friday night in Brisbane, and then another one on Saturday night up on the Sunshine Coast. On Friday morning, I set off on the 40-minute drive to Springfield in Brisbane South. It's a sprawling and rapidly growing area of families. A photo booth has been booked for a lady's 21st birthday that night at her parents' home. When I arrive at the door, I am greeted first by a small, happy, but typically yappy dog, and soon after by her friendly mom who takes me through the house out to the back to show me where the setup was. The dog isn't allowed outside despite his eager pleas, and she politely tells me to shut the sliding door behind me. As I turn back to face her, I see that they have a lovely spacious patio area, and there's lots of party gear and food everywhere, just what you would expect to see before a 21st birthday party kicks off. Together, we agree on the best place for the photo booth to keep it safe from any potential rain events which have been forecast. I quickly determined that the booth won't fit easily through the house, so the best way to access the back patio is via the side of the property. The ground is very uneven, and I risk tipping the booth if I try it alone, but she offers to help stabilize the booth while I get it on the trolley. She tells me that we will have to first find the gate key so we can return inside. I head off on the front of my trailer and begin to unload the small stuff first, printer paper, my tool bag, the guest album, and I bring it into the gate. Soon enough, the gate is open, and she joins me on the street to help with the photo booth as promised. As I am standing on the trailer ramp talking to her, I catch a flash of something out of the corner of my eye. A second or two later, there's a sound of tires breaking suddenly, followed by a thump and a squelching noise for which I can only describe as organically unpleasant. Someone has been hit by a car. I start to think as the pit of dread forms in my stomach. We look at each other and move off the ramp to the street to see what happened. There's a lady getting out of a blue sedan, which is stopped at an angle in the middle of the road. The color is gone from her face, and she's clearly distraught. She is muttering something like, He just ran out in front of the car. I tried to stop, but couldn't. I walk around to the front of the car and can quickly see blood oozing across the street into the gutter. As I follow the trail, I see a tail moving in jerked spasms and then the hind quarters. At first, I think it's some unlucky neighbor's dog who has come to grief, but then I hear the client's mother throat catch and turn and see her fall to the ground in despair. Now she's the one muttering, saying, how did you get out? No, 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 it can't be. It's my daughter's dog. Is he okay? I kneel beside the dog and see that he's still breathing, but from the injuries and at the speed of blood loss, he isn't going to make it. His eyes clearly tell me he's afraid and doesn't understand what's happened. I pat him gently and his tail begins to wag in place of the spasms. I tell him I'm there, it's okay to let go, and with seconds he gives out in his final breath and passes. I tell the ladies he's gone and now the tears and words of sorrow are coming in from a flood of both women. I comfort them as best I can, and soon they are comforting each other. The driver is apologizing for running over the dog whilst my client's mother is 
equally vigorously telling her it's not her fault for the dog is known to run out on the street and that's why he isn't allowed to do that. There's a small crowd starting to gather and cars are starting to back up. The ladies exchange details and the blue car is soon driving away, leaving behind a disturbing scene. I offer to clean up the mess and my client's mom is clearly unfit to do so. She quickly returns with a garbage bag, a bucket of soapy water, and a scrubber, and I tell her to return inside and sit down. She doesn't have to witness any more unpleasantries. As I gently place the dog in the bag, I begin to scrub the road and overwhelmingly hit with a strange feeling. This situation is beyond unreal, and some might even say surreal. This is not the day I expected when I set off. I scrubbed till nothing but a dark patch remained and then went about setting up the photo booth like I had many times before. The lady was clearly in shock as I sheepishly gave her some instructions for the photo booth. She was still trying to figure out how she was going to break the news to the daughter that on the day of her 21st birthday, her dog had been run over and killed. I remember vividly driving away from the house feeling so sorry for everyone involved. It was such a traumatic experience for these women, but I was glad I was able to be there to bring some comfort to them and in particular able to comfort the dog. Sometimes we have to go above and beyond our jobs, but we do it because there's simply no one else. Uh, now he signs this happy boothing, which <laughs> I think that's just a placeholder. Like that. yeah, I think Justin might need to revise that just a little bit. Wow. That is, that took a turn. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be a dog, honestly. So no. And I'm honestly more sad. I, I mean, I've done a wedding where the grandmother died and I think I've said this on the show before. I'm more sad about this because it's a dog, I think. <laughs> Not that I don't like dogs, but I think I'd be sadder if it was. I thought it was going to be the woman that he was working with, but thankfully it wasn't. Well, so I'm wondering, how did the dog get out? Uh, was I it because maybe, the back door was open? Maybe, like, maybe, is that, is, are you saying it was Justin's fault? I'm <laughs> I'm just stating facts. I'm going off of what I just read. I. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, Justin don't. is a dog. Justin is a dog murderer. My favorite line in that whole thing was how this sounds so bad, but the dog getting run over was the sound of it was organically unpleasant. That's, organically, uh, we need to come up with a new word for that. that I don't um, know if that's a thing in Australia, but I, that was something. That's like literary genius right there. I really, I think that. So nothing like that's happened to me. Although I will say that. I mean, again, someone has died at an event before. Um, I don't know what I would do with that. I certainly wouldn't be cleaning up the dog. Yeah, I think that that definitely was that above and beyond. Out far yeah. too much. That was definitely above and beyond. He, he got he scrubbed the like that's a lot. Who knows to Justin for doing that? I don't know if I would have been able to do that. No, not at all. Okay, your turn. Okay, so this one is from Jason Frecking, and I will read what he sent us. I got to my event, set up the booth, and booted it up while I set up the backdrop and props. I noticed on the screen that a Windows update was happening. That made me nervous because I know the time it can take for those to happen. I had just had the computer on the night before, and no update was prompted. I hate Windows updates in general because I've had important software completely non-functional due to them with no rescue from it except to sit and wait until the software developer fixes it. I had tried 
previously to turn off updates altogether for that exact reason, but apparently I failed. Windows 10 is ridiculous. The update finished loading with plenty of time, but when I went to log in, the touchscreen did not respond. Nothing. I could use the keyboard and mouse, but not the screen. I thought to myself, okay, I can get around this and trigger the booth with the spacebar on the keyboard for each session, even though that looks tacky. Then, as I start to type in my password, my keyboard dies. Batteries are dead. No problem. I put a new pack in my bag. I open up the pack of AA batteries, pop open the back of the keyboard, AAAs. The keyboard takes AAA, not AA. Oh, no. Time is running out. Do I leave to find a store to buy AAA batteries? I can't. The rest of my stuff isn't set up yet. I have to keep working. I managed to get the batteries to work a few seconds at a time by popping them in and out over the keyboard. Long enough to get me into Windows and run a system restore to before the update happened. But of course, those things take forever. I always give myself two hours of setup time just in case a technical emergency happens. But now we were less than an hour and a half from the grand entrance. I let the system restore while I readied everything else. But by the time that was done, it still only said 35% complete. I went and got dressed and came back and waited, sweating, praying. And then the greatest miracle imaginable. It just zipped through the last half of the store and booted up. Touchscreen worked, software ran perfectly, everything was as it should be. And right then, the doors opened to let in the guests. No one knew. Ugh, that's just like whenever the Spurs play. It's just cardiac Spurs. <laughs> I like this one. This one was a happy this, ending. This, so. this has happened to, I think, literally everyone. And that's why it is such a representative <laughs> example. As I was reading it, I was tempted to interrupt multiple times because I'm sure a lot of us can For relate to this. Sure. Issue. This is like photo boothing 101. I can't tell you how many times, you know, you think you got it together, you do your stuff, and then you get to the event, you turn it on, Windows update. Screw you, Bill Gates. For real. This is just ridiculous. And then, and I think we had this conversation with Thomas Siegel on his episode. He was saying that, I, I remember he said this so vividly, he's like, a minute in photo booth world is like four hours like it's just like the beads of sweat coming off of your forehead not knowing if you're because what do you tell your client oh it's updating like no there's just no way yeah no I, and i think we talked about this with uh imaging spectrum on one of the episodes and they were kind of saying that there's no real way around this right so we've all tried to prevent theft from from darkroom software <laughs> to prevent the update from happening when you don't want it to happen. So we, everyone tries all these different tactics, but there's no real way apparently to stop it. So, Oh, I was referring to darkroom. I'm sorry. So th this is, th this is another common horror story um, is if you have darkroom software, you have to connect it to the internet once every six months just to have it verify that the like software key that you're using is a valid key. And that you're not like running stolen software. So this has happened to me. There are times where you – I won't – I never hooked up my photo booth to the internet. 
ever. I would always take the photos, dump them onto USB, move it onto another computer that's faster, and do it that way. There were plenty. There was one event where I set it up, and the computer went dead. I like did the nine one one thing, and Wally was great. If anyone ever has a nine one one emergency with Darkroom, you can email Wally, and he'll email you like a temporary key, and you'll get it fixed and up and running, and everything's great. But in the meantime, if you have guests walking in the door and your photo booth doesn't work, and they're like, "When does it work?" and you're just like, "We'll be up and running in ten minutes," not knowing if you're you know going to have to shoot the thing on your cell phone while keeping a smile on your face and looking like nothing's wrong. We've all been there. I'm telling you, that's what it feels like when Windows is updating. I, I will give kudos. Oh, yeah. oh, that just hurts. That just hurts. Uh-huh. I'll give kudos to Jason, though, for the putting the batteries in and out to get a few seconds of use at a time. That's just that's just hustling right there. Kudos. That's just praying. <laughs> okay, so our next letter comes from Shri Irwin. Other than working on a rooftop in downtown St. Louis with 98-degree temperatures and 85% humidity that caused my booth computers to overheat, my umbrella to fly off of my booth and land on another rooftop down below, I have to say that my worst experience was the wedding where the client's workmates, firefighters, brought roosters to the high-end hotel downtown where the reception was being held. The hotel manager was coming, so they thought it would be a good idea to throw their roosters on my enclosed booth and close the curtains. I was so fed up with their drunken behavior that I decided to sell my first booth company and took a three-year hiatus from boothing. (laughs) That escalated quickly. (laughs) End of company. This is a horror story, but the, the drunken behavior and the roosters. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. It depends on your idea of fun, but whatever. You, I can, can, you shouldn't I have a closed booth to begin with. No, knowing Cherie, I can definitely picture just trying to deal with the roosters in the enclosed booth. I mean, that's just <laughs> why would they do that? Why would they do that to you? I have so many photos. I should start like some sort of like internal scrapbook of just dumb photos people have taken in an enclosed booth whenever I still operated them. Do you realize how many butt pictures I have of like stupid drunk people just deciding that, Hey, you know, it'd be a, you know what I don't have a picture of my (laughs) asshole. That's what I don't have a picture of. That's what I really need. Yeah. I'm sure we, (laughs) I'm sure we all have our share of uh, drunken photos, but I just, I just picturing this. I thought this was hysterical. I think they were trying to hide the roosters from the hotel manager. So, I wonder if the hotel manager ended up finding out that there were roosters in there. But this caused you to take a three-year hiatus. That's crazy. Imagine if you had to scrub. That's really funny. That's like a ten-year hiatus right there. Retirement right there. (laughs) That's a new. That's telemarketing after that. (laughs) (laughs) Next. It's like my uh, sex life. No. <laughs> the sound? <laughs> or the hiatus? <laughs> the hiatus. Or Continue. the rooster. Okay, okay. 
Continue, continue, continue. This one is from Bill Varenkamp from Imaging Spectrum. Several months ago at a wedding on a Saturday night at 8 p.m. after a 7 p.m. start, my computer screen pops up with the dreaded Windows 10 update once again. I was furious. I had my backup out and up and running in about five minutes. No one even knew, including the bride and groom. As a Mac guy, Windows drives me crazy. Not too bad for nine years of boothing. Womp womp. It's another Windows 10 story, man. That's, I think so we got more. <laughs> I think we got more horror stories about the Windows 10 than anything else. It, it will definitely send you uh, panic diarrhea. I think comes to mind just because it is. There is no other worse feeling that you could have in the pit of your stomach. And I think the lesson, though, for both of them is that being prepared. Bill had a backup. Jason had what he thought was the right batteries, <laughs> but it wasn't. So. If you're prepared, you can kind of alleviate some of that stress. But yeah, there's nothing like that. The problem with our business is that it's so like time sensitive. You have to be up and ready to go at that time, no matter what. So when you're going up against the clock and things go wrong, the beads of sweat, the heart palpitations, and the explosive diarrhea, that's when they all start to kick in. I said panic, not explosive. That's two different <laughs> things. What, what kind of halal are you eating? Hall guys on 48th Street guys and then <laughs> try it if you haven't. What uh, do you have a do you have a photo booth horror story? You know, I don't think I have any ridiculously crazy horror story like that. I've shared some of my horror stories where remember that episode where I was talking about I subbed out an event and Oh yeah, and it backfired and bit you in the butt. That was a whole that was a whole thing. But I've had my fair share of things like Jason where you think you have the right backup equipment, but you don't. So as I'm talking about this, one of them do comes to mind where we had an event very far away. And this is actually very early in the days of our business where I actually did the event. So I was at this one. And it was one of the older printers. I can't recall exactly which printer it was. But basically, one of the internal parts broke, I guess, in transit. I don't know exactly how it happened. And it wouldn't dispense new paper to be printed. So I ultimately couldn't print paper at this event i couldn't print the photos and the way we got around it was that we just did the digital at the event and i printed all copy of all the photos and mailed it to the customer but it was one of the first times where something like that really went wrong that i couldn't fix and i still remember being so nervous to talk to the customer but ultimately i guess we we found a way to make it work and they were happy so I think if you're just a forthright with the customer and just let them know what's happening, they're a little bit more receptive to it than if you just don't tell them. Yeah, and I, and that's definitely something I did. I was upfront from the get go when if when I first realized I couldn't fix it, and I remember her saying that she afterwards, once like we communicated about it after the event, that she noticed how bad I felt. And I think just being real with your clients, and if they see like, hey, you're trying your best, and you genuinely feel bad that this is happening. It goes a long way. So this. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. And one, one, one other thing. One other thing. Because this is for this Halloween. I'm going through horror story kind of with this one where we have a client that has booked us for, gosh, I don't know how many consecutive years for their Halloween party. They have a huge Halloween bash every year. And just my luck this year, there is a nor'easter coming and a huge storm that day. So it looks like they're canceling that event, and I'm losing out on that party and that revenue. And I hate that. That is a horror story. When you lose out on money, that's a horror story. 
For sure. Uh, whenever I, so the way how it kind of worked was, um, whenever I had the event production company, I, whenever I split from my business partner, part of the buyout that he got was he would take the photo booths and that was uh, just part of the deal. And the, the, the deal was he would handle all of the current reservations that we already had. So he would take care of all that, and from then on, it would just be a split. There was a specific date or whatever. And I ended up booking an event, or there was something that was just kind of like in, we'll call it purgatory. So like it was around the split, but they didn't book yet, but they had a proposal that was kind of hanging out there that had a photo booth on it. Long story short, she ends up booking. I completely forgot about it. And this was back whenever I used FreshBooks. And FreshBooks, the only reason why I used it back then was because I really needed to have the ability for clients to pay online. I think I was really one of the first vendors to have online payment. Um, I remember when I moved from (laughs) back in the day, you used to have your clients mail a check. A check is a little piece of paper that has a signature and some numbers on it that represents money. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it was such a strange concept back then because I, I can't think of going back to that ever again. Um, and I know some people still take checks. I don't know why, but anyways, I remember whenever I did that, I went from it taking two weeks to close a customer to two days. So the turnaround was just much, much faster. And that's why I wanted FreshBooks was because I wanted to make wedding flowers and the event production part of it, almost an impulse purchase to where you just went click, put in your credit card and it was just easy. Well, she ended up booking her event and I didn't pay attention. One of my friends had called me and, you know, this was, I was working eight days a week and didn't get a day off. And I had a Sunday off and we were going to go to brunch. We were going to go shopping. We had like this whole thing planned out and we were going to have a lovely, luxurious day. I get to her house. My phone rings. It's the business line. I'm like, okay, why is this happening? I pick up the phone. Hi, we're just going to make sure that you're going to be here. What time are you going to arrive? I'm like, um, for what? Please hold, go into FreshBooks, search for the event. So this is the thing with FreshBooks, it only kept track of invoices. Like it didn't, it wasn't calendar based like every other CRM is now. So sure enough, I look it up, the pit of my stomach just dropped out from under me and fell out of, I mean, it it scared the ever living daylights out of me. There it is. She paid for a photo booth. It's tonight. I have to set up in three hours. I hope you didn't have to do a Windows update in that time. You know what? I'm actually probably really sure I did. So I had got rid of all the computer equipment. So I didn't. I only had a Mac, and at the time there wasn't a, a photo booth software for Mac. I mean, yes, I could have gone the extra mile and done parallels and partitioned my hard drive and done all that other sort of stuff. But no, um, ended up having to go buy a camera. Actually, I bought a webcam. I, no, no, no. That's a lie. I bought. Or I used my regular my uh, it was my old 40D. I borrowed my friend's laptop. I put Breeze system on hers. That's how long ago this was, and I ended up going to Best Buy, bought a selfie printer, 
hooked that thing up. I I did decor, so I had beautiful backgrounds. So I just brought like huge, you know, commercial pipe and drape. Did the thing, did the printout. The client never knew the difference. I have no idea how I get away with this stuff. Experience. I um, guess. Being able to sell it with your face. Like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you see that knee where, like, the whole place is burning down. Versus <laughs> just in the middle of fire saying everything's fine. Well, and then I had a horror story last week. Uh, I was at Photo Show Europe, and they put me in a Holiday Inn. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! It wasn't horrible. It was lovely. I have been in worse accommodations. I'm, I'm picturing Ryan Salinas in a Holiday Inn. <laughs> a Holiday Inn. I've seen you complain about the most ridiculous, luxurious things, and you're at a Holiday Inn. That is the worst horror story of the whole episode. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Next week on Super Boothers. So, having said that, I'm jealous. I would have loved to have been there. I was following your Instagram, all your stuff, and it looked amazing. Tell us more about this show. Like, how does this show compare to the other shows, BoothCon, Expo? What, what, how does it compare? What's the experience like? 